All right, KISS Army, welcome to the KISS FAQ Podcast. Thank you for giving us your time today and letting us into your head. I hope we don't do any damage. This is a KISS-related podcast by the board for the board. We hope that you enjoy. Welcome to episode 413 of the KISS FAQ Podcast. I'm your host, Julian Gill. We're back on track with our numbering sequence. Same crew, different week. Lonnie, Mark, you guys behave today. No bickering, you two. I'm going to make you go stand in the corner. What is wrong with you two? <laughs> you know, that's we all We've been doing this show for eight years. <clears throat> We know each other pretty good by now. We have some fun, so uh, don't take us so seriously, please. It's not personal, unless yeah. Mark's talking about Mr. Ezrin. Then it does get very, very. Let, 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 let's just let's just kill this rumor once and for all. When I went to the first rock that uh, rock and pod convention, me and Lonnie actually went to dinner together. So we did. You know. Yeah, so wow. th- there's wow. there's there's no hate there. Okay, we had a we had a very nice dinner. But he he had his he brought his beautiful wife with him. We sat down and chatted, and it was all good. And Lonnie stuck you with the bill. Gave <laughs> <laughs> him the bill and ran. Yeah, and they were on and they were manning the FAQ Ever table all day long, and I didn't have to break up a single squabble. Exactly. <laughs> then again, I was just like, where's my next beer? Uh, that, that was me at that rock and pond pretty much. So, no, don't take it seriously. We do this for fun, and as long as it's fun, we'll keep doing it. So let's cover some of the other news uh, for this week. Uh, Ken and I did a Look It's Rock and Roll podcast episode yesterday, the first one in a while, um, reviewing the new Def Leppard album, Diamond Star Halos. And you know what? It's a legacy act that's 45 years old that has managed to put out new vibrant music. Rock and the music industry is not dead, Mr. Simmons. Hint, hint, nudge, nudge. Uh, Not dead by far. So um, check it out. I think we had a little bit of Kiss chat in that as well. Another podcast I dropped today, my buddies, Ages of Rock podcast, had me on to talk Aerosmith. And there is definitely Mm. some Kiss talk in there. I go into what's in the Aerosmith book uh, about Kiss, because there is, of course, the two shows. So thank you to Alan, Dennis, and Bill for having me on. It's been a real bitch getting on any podcast to talk about the book and promote it. So I appreciate every show that has had me on. I think that was only the third. So check that out if you're interested. I think we framed it around uh, top five or so Aerosmith songs of the original era of that band as well. And there were some good picks. Everyone didn't just choose the same old. Song and dance. Song and dance. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So this week, Kiss is back on the road. Last night they played their first show, Dortmund. Um, they changed up the staging. They had some inflatables back. Not as gaudy. Maybe they were this similar to the ones that were used on the reunion tour. Um, they had at some locations, but they had these uh, kind of, well, how to describe them? They're kind of stone-esque. They're kind of, yes. as you'd see on a death metal album. Stonehenge. except of Stonehenge. the right proportion. Carved yeah. stone. Yeah, cats are, are, are still there. Um, the pods are back, clearly. They made it safely from South America. Lonnie, well, any thoughts on the new stage setup? I didn't see the set list, but I'm assuming it's pretty much the same. Um, from what I saw, the set list was the same, which isn't a surprise at this point i think you know it is what it is 
and you know people that are complaining about the set list need to move on because that's not going to change. It's been basically the same set for three years at this point since he started the end of the road tour. I don't see a, little, a big shakeup coming on that. Um, I don't know. The, the cats in front of Eric's drum set are cool. I know it's kind of a throwback to, to Destroyer type time. So I think, I think that's fun. I think the, I don't know. I saw people excited about the statue or bolt, statue looking balloons. I don't know. It doesn't really do it for me. It's and I know we're talking about Kiss, and the, but it's very egocentric that we're putting statues of ourselves, like we're like we're gods. Like but, you know, statu- statues of, of ourselves, like we're gods on each side of the stage. It's very, it's very, very ego, very inflated ego type of thing. But it is Kiss we're talking. But it is Kiss we're talking about. So, you know, whatever. Yeah, Mark, what do you think about uh, the statues? Oh. Well, I was fortunate enough when they did the reunion tour in 96, when they played in Toronto, they put up the inflatables there. And, you know, look, when you're there and you see them, you're kind of like, whoa, what the hell? Like, they were impressive to see. They're so fucking big, right? But, um, you know, these stone ones, I don't know. I mean, why would you try to make it look like stone? I mean, come on. It's just they don't look nearly as they they don't look as good to me as the original ones like the original ones weren't as, as you know nothing like spectacular but at least you know they i don't know they just had a cooler vibe to them the stone thing like lonnie said it kind of almost makes it look like you know they're trying to make like some monument to themselves you know like this is us you know please worship us salute us for our 40 years of touring you know and stuff like that so i mean i i don't I don't know. I don't. I don't think it's terrible, but I I don't like them as much as the original ones. Uh, the stage thing. I mean, I think the stage looks fine. Uh, to be honest, I kind of liked the uh, the triangular lighting grid that they had when they went to South America. I thought that looked kind of pretty cool. It's a bit of a different thing, but you know, I guess they wanted to go back to the original design idea in in America. Gene Simmons said it before. In America, we can do anything we want. They have better electricity here better air-conditioned buildings. That's what he's, I remember him saying that once in an interview that they felt that they could do more things in American stages than in places around the world. Sometimes they have limitations, right? So so there you go. And and uh, I, I hope that wasn't too whiny for somebody who's been listening to my uh, discussions of late on the, on the board. So if it is too whiny, well, too fucking bad. Wow. Ooh. <laughs> All right. Okay, let's get reasonable. La- uh, <laughs> <laughs> I nearly said Lottie. Oh crap! <laughs> you know, they, Kiss. Well, yeah, Kiss could have saved a lot of money, and instead of those stone looking, they could have gotten those Kiss Bapa bags. You know, that you just blow up and you, you the, the punching ones <laughs> that they got. Yeah. So they can, you know, they fall over, and then there's they're weighted on the bottom. They'll just pop back up. You know, they'll just stay up there. So you don't have to worry about them falling over and if a fan gets mad they can you know punch punch uh, gene in the face you know or whatever um but uh, oh speaking of gene yeah is was that a new wig or did he have it pushed too forward on his head i don't know it looked kind of funny uh this is like that ponytail is like coming way down you know almost as a bang uh, on the front side there either it's a new wig or it's a uh it didn't get Put on properly, 
anyway, it looked different. At least it looked different to me. I thought, oh, okay, that's a that's a change, I guess. Otherwise, yeah, the cast, the the other stuff that they did is is you know perfectly fine, and you know it's, it nothing wrong with it. Otherwise, um, I just don't get the you know the balloons so much. <laughs> um, I guess uh, there was one. I guess uh, some guy wrote uh, that the Eric Singer one was deflated. Actually, started to de- de- deflate, and they had to, you know, mm. put some air back into it. So, did, the Eric, anyway. did the Eric Singer one have an inflatable phone book to sta- for him to stand on to make him appear <laughs> the same height as the rest <laughs> of the statues? There you go. <laughs> Maybe. Wow. Sorry, okay. Eric. Yeah, sorry. Eric. Wow. Um, yeah. Uh, you know what? Anything different at this point, with the bar being set so very low, is yeah. good. It's something different. It changes it up. It's like someone who's into set design or involved in that side of the business had clearly watched some Iron Maiden shows recently because it, it's very kind of reminiscent of, say, Power Slave or the Big Eddies that come out. Um, you know, and I guess it's better than, say, having four fans standing there, you know, holding banners throughout the concert saying, Okay, you pay six thousand bucks, you get to stand there with a jean flag for the show and represent. Someone would do it. You're, oh, you better believe they would. Oh, yeah. <laughs> or, or if they came up with, remember, remember Spinal Tap started the concert there, the uh, the little crystal things that like Angel used to use as well at the beginning of their set. You know, four of those to put a fan in on either side, and they glow in red, green, blue, and purple. Yeah, it, so it's better than that. I thought the stage actually looked impressive. There was a very wide-angle shot of the whole thing with Pyro going. Those things standing in front of the uh, the vertical Kiss Army flags actually looked impressive. Something, again, something different. Was the set any different? No, I've, I've just checked that while we were uh, gabbing. And uh, absolutely the same. I, I think we'll be lucky if Crazy Nights even gets broken out in the UK. Well, are they going to be in the UK? Um I'd have to look at the itinerary. I don't remember off the top of my head, but um, yeah, still do Beth. Anyway, they're still doing Beth. Fine, whatever. Um, yeah, and any changes is good, and it's just good to see them back on the road. They made it to Europe with all that's going on. They're going to Poland, I believe tomorrow, which is awfully close to um, trouble at the moment. So respect. Just can fire back, you know. Anyway. Yeah, let's yeah, let's not tempt fate. Um, so talking about yeah. talking about Kiss concert. So kissconcerthistory.com, my archive of uh, Kiss historic history has been down the last few days. I forgot that I canceled the hosting, and I forgot to migrate the site. So I just finished Uh-oh. that the other day, and then I forgot to set the permissions on it. So everyone was getting a you are not authorized to view this resource message and. Yeah, I forgot to move the DNS over. So it's up now, at least for uh, my host. Depending on where you resolve from, it may take another day to get fixed. And God, I hope I had all the files. That's a lot of stuff, so I apologize. All right. What else has happened recently? Oh, yeah. The weekend in Nashville. Just to think, I was going to the Aerosmith residency. I got canceled instead of that. So, Creatures Fest, that's what we're going to talk about. None of us went to it, clearly, so we're just commenting on what we've seen, our thoughts on what um, 
you know, has been shared online by so many of the people who did attend. And thank you to everyone who shared experiences. We'll talk a little bit about the meet and greet photos. Maybe decide which one of those is your personal winner and the, the one meet and greet photo that you most regret not having. Uh, but let's, you know, start with, um, well, Unplugged recreation. That was uh, one of the first events on the Friday. It was supposed to follow a uh, a pool party hosted by Carrie Stevens, and she didn't make it to um, Nashville, unfortunately. She was sick. Quiet Riot also nearly didn't make it. They had like multiple playing problems, but they did eventually manage to get there and apparently yeah. put on a very good show. But we're not talking about any of the non-KISS-related acts, uh, mainly because I don't care about most of them. And I do the script for the show. Uh, Lonnie, unplugged recreation. What are your thoughts on it? It's it's good. It's fine. I thought it was, you know, it it didn't blow me away, but I I thought it was, you know, it was fine. I don't I don't know. I don't I don't I don't have much of an opinion on it. I was hoping you wouldn't go to me first because I didn't have much of an opinion on it. I think it was fine. For those that went, you know, it looks like they had a good time, and that's what's important more than anything else. You know, um, if, if you're sitting there and you're watching it and you're enjoying it and you feel like you're getting your money's worth, then more power to you. You know, but I, watching it, watching it on my phone, it was it was fine. You know, it was. But I, I, I wasn't sitting there thinking, "Oh God, I can't believe I'm missing this though either." Do you, yeah, and, and that's that's another. Uh, you do travel to events. You do, yeah. you know, you do do stuff. You know, do you have any regrets not going now that you've seen the full reporting of the weekend? Is there any tinge or pangs of regret? The only thing I regret, I, I, I was not going to go, and I, when it was announced, I'm like, yeah, that's cool. The Peter Chris thing is what got me on the bubble. I've only met Peter the one time. Um, and I thought, oh, it'd be it'd be nice to meet Peter again. Maybe, you know, get an autograph or two more for to round up round out some things that I'm missing Peter on. Um, and then seeing those meet and greet photos that Peter did, what a, what a cool way to do. And, I, and I'm sure we'll get into this, but what a cool way to do a socially distance meet and greet photo. Um. And have him behind the kit with his with his hands up with with the sticks like that. I thought that was really well done, um, and a lot more and a lot more of a I don't know what the right word is. It's more of a true photo with Peter as opposed to Peter behind a, a plexiglass or something like that. I thought though if I had one regret, it was like yeah, you know. Like, I, and I, I know I've traveled. I mean, I didn't meet Peter Chris when he was in St. Louis. You know, I traveled to to Chicago. To meet him, and it's funny. I was like, you know, I was in Gabe's to Becky at the time, and her dad's like, "Explain to me again why you're traveling to Chicago for one day and coming back the next day." You know, like this guy you're marrying. You, oh, well, dad, you always meet Peter Cross and get him to sign his leg and blah blah blah. Sign his leg. Explain to me again what you're doing with this guy. So no, I, I, the Peter Chris thing kind of got me. Like, oh, I'd really like to meet Peter one more time. And Nashville's only a six-hour drive from here, so it's kind of like, uh, you know, if I have one regret, it's that. Thoughts on Ace joining? You know, and I, Mark, thank you for holding up the uh, the video of it while it was kind of going on. But that Aussie kid who's now performed with Bruce, with Peter, and Ace, that that kid's totally uh, living living the dream. 
Okay. Oh, are you talking to me or? No, I was actually talking to Lonnie when he just. Oh. <laughs> you're still talking to me. I turned on the fan. Sorry. <laughs> no, your 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 thoughts on Ace joining oh, the unplugged. Oh, I thought that was cool. You know, I I, I saw the pictures of, of Ace joining it. I'm like, oh, that's fun. You know, um, you know, Ace sitting down and and doing that. You know, and you just get what you get. And you know, it's like anything else though in life right now, where you're you're gonna find as as cool as that is. Like, there's Ace for Ace freely out there playing at however old Ace Frehley is, you know, and just having a good time doing it. Just just enjoy what it it is for what it's worth. And, you know, it's like it's like these people that complain about a new Obi-Wan Kenobi show with Star Wars. Well, this is wrong because this and that. Like, just enjoy that you have an Obi-Wan Kenobi TV show for crying out loud. Enjoy the fact that Ace Frehley is up there playing and you're 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 just watching Ace Frehley play an acoustic guitar. I mean, how many people could even say that they've seen that before? So I think it's, I thought it was cool. I think it's great. Yeah, you don't fail unless you try. And Ace was up there trying to play 2,000 Man on an acoustic. That uh, it was 2,000 Man, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's nuts. But there you go. Um, well, Mark's holding up. Ken, your thoughts on Unplugged and Ace? Yeah, I mean. <laughs> It was fine, I, like like Lonnie said. Um, I don't, you know, the, the video I watched, the sound wasn't the greatest thing, so I couldn't really get a good idea of how hey, it that's really Jason sounded. Randolph. Sorry, there you go. Um, mm-hmm. And you know, having Ace come out on that that set kind of seemed like a almost an afterthought. I mean, he just kind of came out, went in, knocked it out didn't really say anything and and they're like you're off you know uh it was just kind of like something like a favor he did to me it seemed like uh on that one um it's not like his you know playing with his band or playing some of this other stuff he's done um so yeah i mean it was okay uh i'm sure like Lionel said it was probably great you know while you're you're there listening to it live and so on um but on video, it was just, you know, okay okay for me. Yeah, so I saw someone posted a picture of Ace in his hotel room with an acoustic, clearly uh, practicing it, if you remember, on the cruise, where he said he couldn't get a Wi-Fi signal to get download the songs to learn them properly. <laughs> so someone uh, was very smart to post that, and, you know, simply not enough time. I think he may well have been doing a favor, or he didn't remember that yeah. he agreed to do it. Um, but, <laughs> yeah, you know, it, it came off, come on, it's a, it's an unplugged jam. I, I also heard that the, the sound is really bad out on on you know where that location was and the pool being in the middle made it you know pretty bad location for a show but you know what (laughs) something different recreating mtv unplugged you know there's a new idea for events because think of all the sorts of things that you can recreate to reframe the context of an expo performance by a group of musicians you know recreate you know album performance mark your, your take on unplugged Ah, okay. Do I dare be honest, or should I just completely like softball? Just be honest. Be honest, Mark. Don't don't know. You're gonna trigger Lonnie. That's the question. Lonnie already gave his opinion. Well, I I thought the performance of the unplugged was by those guys are was pretty good. I mean, you know, there's like you said, playing outdoors like that. There's a lot of variables that can happen. I mean, I've done a few of those kind of outdoor things, and you know. 
a good gust of wind comes along and all of a sudden your monitor mixes all of a sudden all it's weird you know it's, it, there's a lot of things when you're outside that could happen uh i thought they played pretty pretty good you know uh but honestly and, and i i can already see it so whatever i'm fully prepared to get the eggs and tomatoes thrown at me for this but i thought ace was brutal honestly i i thought that his performance was just just not good. I mean, the guy stopped during it. I mean, that's a big cardinal no-no of playing. You know, you don't, you don't stop when you're playing. I mean, and, and he he didn't remember words. They had to run in and go on the microphone so that there was actual vocals and parts there. You know, and okay, great. I understand that maybe it was like a, a favor to the guys and stuff like that. But really, if I was in that band, I, I don't know how much of a favor he really did for them with that performance it was pretty rough okay uh i it's it's 2000 man okay i know people are gonna say oh it's on acoustic guitar and blah, blah. please okay that's like a four song four chord song okay if they asked him to play like shock me or something like that on acoustic yeah okay i'll, I'll say it's a little bit more difficult to perform that on acoustic guitar but come on, that that's an easy song. I could probably teach Ken how to play that on acoustic guitar in one day. It's a shot at Ken from out of nowhere. No, no, because I mean, <laughs> because I I don't think Ken's a a, a guitar player, right? But he's I got a I guitar right you, behind right behind him. Every show he's got the guitar. I used to have I used to have a Fender Stratocaster actually. Back okay, in the well day. I bet you though I could teach so you how to play that. I know a little. I bet you, yeah. but that's what I mean. Even with the limited knowledge that you have, I bet you I could teach you how to play that song. It's not that difficult a song to play. You know, sure the leads are require a bit more skill and stuff like that, but oh, the sure. basis of it, you know, is not very difficult. You know, and you know if he if he did it on a whim and just said somebody said to him, "Hey Ace, come on man, can you come up and play with us?" and he said, "Yeah," then then cool, good for him that he you know was you know laid back enough to just say, yeah, whatever, I'll just go up and play with these guys. Maybe it'll be fun, right? But if they, people were expecting a real, like, unplugged MTV moment there, that that wasn't going to happen. So. Yeah, but they also had extensive rehearsals at SAR for yeah. MTV, and <laughs> right. Kiss themselves had come off, what, 30 dates doing unplugged shows and whittled it down to a finely tuned performance. There was neither the time. I thought the drummer... Joey, sorry, Joey, threw uh, Ace off as well. But, you know, um, it, it is what it is. I think a value add unannounced showing up is cool. And that's about it. And other than that, um, I'm not going to go back and watch it again. All right, let's move into Ace's performance that night. Um, originally, what was supposed to be and what was billed repeatedly by the Creatures Fest organizer was that fan picks were going to be performed, and there were three batches of voting, apparently. I could only dig up two of them because I haven't watched all of those videos because I just couldn't watch hour-long videos to get updates for this event that I wasn't going to. Um, so the first batch was Do Ya Frocks on the Run or Rock and Roll Hell, don't know which one won. I think it was Do You. Uh, none of those were performed. What's on your mind? Wiped out or I'm in need of love. None of those were performed, and I don't know what was in the third group. Um, but Peter Chris joined the band for Strange Ways, taking the kit, which surprised the living shit out mm -hmm. of me, knowing that he's recovering from knee surgery. <clears throat> I was very <clears throat> surprised that he did that. And uh, yep. 
again they got out the acoustic and did hard luck woman so two songs with ace and peter reunited is better than no songs uh they also did some songs that aren't usually part of the sets uh, she i think um has not recently been um and everything else i think is pretty much in there so lonnie i'm going back to you for, uh, for thoughts on ace and ace and peter um ace and peter thing is very very cool um i again you asked me if i have any regrets for not going it, it's the peter chris stuff um you know I, i'd seen him perform with kiss um a few times um on the reunion and farewell tour, but, you know, and I've seen Ace solo a bunch, but I, I you know, I, I never felt like I really had, you know, a whole lot of Peter Chris moments, you know, outside of seeing him with Kiss a few times and, and then meeting him one-on-one the one time. Oh, and I did see, and this is, this is what was really cool is I did see the bad boys tour in 95 with Ace and Peter and, and Peter came out and did a few songs with, with Ace during Ace's set list after Peter, after Peter's band had performed. So him coming out and doing that really, really nostalgically brought me back to 1995 um, and seeing Ace and Peter do songs in that same manner um, together. So I thought that was really, really cool. Um, uh, One of the biggest highlights of, of, of the weekend, um, seeing those two together, just performing, um, I mean, that, how cool is that? I mean, when when I mean, when is the last time that's happened? That they've been on stage together. Was it? Was so it twenty fourteen? The Eddie Trunk thing, two songs. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Eight years. I mean, but it, eight years, but it doesn't happen very often, is, is my point. You no. know, and before that, it might have been two thousand. So I mean, it it doesn't happen very often. So that that's, that was really cool for the people in attendance that they got to see that. You know, the Ace thing. Oh, he's gonna do this thing. He's not. He did. He did. He did. She. You know, he, he switched up a little bit, but for the most part, it was a standard Ace Fraley set list um, that we get out, outside of a few gems, you know, with, with Harlock Woman and, and, and he sometimes does Strange Ways. But, but it's very, but Peter Chris on the drums, freaking cool. Say, that, so. Peter singing Strange Ways. I mean, yeah, I, I totally agree. Very jealous I, of, of that. I, I, to, I totally agree with Lonnie on this. And I mean, I don't consider Peter Chris unretired from performing, making these little guest appearances, the three of his sisters doll in New York. Um, you know, doing these appearances. It's not like a full set like The Cutting Room, which is a dedicated Peter Chris show. That's a completely different thing. And again, I wouldn't be offended if he wanted to do more of those either. For that matter, I'd be there. Uh, and I sure as shit wouldn't be complaining. So, um, Mark. Yes. A, a little bit more Ace for you to talk about. Um, well, you're not going to be as disappointed this time. But... I actually thought that the performance that he did was actually pretty good uh, with the band. Uh, look, his backing band is fantastic. I've always said it before. That those guys are, you know, top notch. I think that they, that band makes Ace better as a performer. It makes the songs better with those guys. Uh, the only little nitpick I'm going to do, nitpick, 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 is that the tempos were a little slow. You know, like Rocket Ride was like, da, 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 da. it wasn't like nearly as upbeat as the album version. But, you know, the guy's 70 some odd. I mean, what do you expect, right? You can't expect him to go out there and do a blistering paste thing like the original now, right? Uh, but overall, it was pretty good. I thought his singing was not too bad either on there. Uh, sure, he has a little couple of rough moments here and there. Uh, at least he didn't throw any water bottles at the sound man this time around when he performed. Uh 
but I think overall, I think he did a pretty decent job. I, I, I thought that Peter coming up with him was really cool. I thought Peter, uh, I think Peter brings an extra bit of positivity to the show because he's always smiling. He's always in a good mood now. He's happy to be out amongst the people. And like you said, for a man who just had surgery to go out there and do what he's done, you know, hats off to the man. He's 70 somewhat as well. Like, and for him to go up there and do that and, and to drum too, I mean, good good for Peter. I mean, I think this is, to me, I'm looking at this like his victory lap now that he's doing. Like before he finally does, you know, retire permanently, I guess. <clears throat> I think this is like his victory round that he's going around to do. And, you know, I think that his performances actually have been pretty good. You know, uh, Ace... I think he's doing not too bad either, but I'm telling you, I, if, if I was Ace though, I would ask them to take down that performance of him with that at the, the un- unplugged man. I mean, come on, if he wants, if he wants them to consider bring, bringing him back with Kiss to do a couple songs in their farewell tour, don't let them see that man. That was like terrible. But his own performance was good. His own performance with the band was good. But then again, you know, when we get to talking about the Vinny part two, the, the, they'll, we'll have to talk about something there with Ace as well. So. Yeah, maybe Tommy could teach uh, Ace how to play 2000, man, on an acoustic. Mm. <laughs> All right, Ken. Yeah. yeah, I mean, we've seen Ace perform. You know, he's regular, you know, on tour, and we see most of that stuff anyway. Um, but, yeah, I enjoyed Ace. It was good. Uh, yeah, the, the best part of it all was Peter coming out. I mean, that's, that's just the, the thing, having two of them two original members of kiss uh on stage together and uh and even have peter sing you know because he has you know a great voice um and uh it, we don't get to hear it enough obviously and then even and then even surprisingly getting on the drums like you said so um both were really good i mean i, I love both of those I, I i guarantee you if you go to youtube you probably see those both of those videos with Peter, Chris, and Ace on the same are a lot more views than just just the Ace band by itself. Um, um, but yeah, that was a, a really cool thing. And uh, I hope we do get to see more, you know, Peter popping up here and there. Yeah, my last thoughts on uh, on that was Peter looks so at ease, just you know, not being behind the drums, just as a front man. And uh, again, mm-hmm. Mark, Mark said it, the smiles are everything. All right, let's get to the ank wank on the tank. <laughs> I, 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 I did come up with that. Someone else did. You make uh, a shirt of that. Yeah. yeah. No, that would be the <laughs> ank stank on the tank, uh, maybe, depending on your perspective. Oh, um, what the actual fuck? This was supposed to be a recreation of Brazil 1983 from front to end, but instead Vinny treated everyone to a replay of every solo he ever played in Kiss in 40 minutes. All shows condensed into one bumblebee buzzing of... I I have no idea. Treated? Treated? Yeah, well, Mark continues to hold that. I'm going back to Lonnie. Lonnie. Do you regret missing Vinny? You know, I've come on here many times and have stood up for him, like, and, and said, you know what? In a in a day and age where you know we're supposed 
in, in just a day and age. We're supposed to be accepting everyone. And Vinny obviously has some demons going on, you know, and you know, make you know, these people make fun of his appearance, first of all. I think I think they're there's something wrong with them because we, we live in a t an age where every everything and everyone is accepted and you know people don't have to hide who they are anymore um so making fun of Vinny's appearance i think i think is very shallow of, of those people and i don't care you can come after me on the faq because i think i think your piece is crap that you're, you're making fun of someone's appearance because obviously the guy has some demons and it's always and, and he's always had some demons gene and paul will tell you had plenty of demons back in the 80s but so obviously there's there's something going on with the guy, um, and but we're supposed to build people up and not tear people down. But when, however, but however, when you promise things to a paying audience and you don't deliver, that's that's something different. Um, that's not living up to what you're promoting and what you're selling. And I would have had a big problem if I had a drove to Nashville and was not delivered what I was promised. And then we can get into autograph gouging as well. Um, not being what we promised as well. That that that's totally different. I think both those both of those items that I mentioned are two separate from one another. Um, so and, and, and maybe they go hand in hand too as far as mental health goes too. I, I don't know the entire situation and, and and to be quite honest, none of us really do. But to stand up there and not deliver what was promised, that's not good either. Yeah, so I, I want to raise two points on that. And, you know, I was like, if Neil and the organizers knew that this was going down in advance and didn't say anything, then shame on them. And I, I would actually boycott uh, reporting on it, but there's just no way to know I, I, if they knew. But I also think Neil was smart that he did start <clears throat> out building a creature's fest around Vinnie Vincent. And then literally he built a creature's fest around Vinnie Vincent. Uh, so literally and figuratively knowing that Vinnie Vincent is Vinnie and unpredictable and unreliable and who knows what else if that's what he's been doing in the private audiences in nashville and people have been lapping that shit up well you know what more power to you if you enjoy that that was bullshit to me and just absolute bullshit guitar noodling it's not harmonic it's not melodic it's not anything it's basically jacking <laughs> off a guitar neck while doing a whammy bar um, he did inspire me to learn I Love It Loud. I don't play Kiss songs, which, Mark, I learned in three minutes, um, including the fucking solo on that fucking song. Yeah. Now, if Vinny was playing that solo live, that was actually pretty tasty, one of the tasty parts of actual playing that did occur. So I don't doubt he can play. Um, I, I doubt that he wants to play because he, he actually didn't seem to take any of that seriously. And just the ego of him standing up on this tank with Bruce Kulick and Ace Frehley down on the down main below. stage, the pyro messiah has come. You know, we have some serious problems. I actually want to agree with absolutely everything Lonnie said about Vinny and his demons. And I've been, you know, deleting people for their obnoxious, objectionable, bullshit comments on the FAQ. There is zero tolerance for that sort of stuff or misgendering people deliberately. Um, and it's not only because it's Pride Month. 
it's every month we accept oh, everyone we know that our our fellow kiss fans come in every freaking possible permutation possible and none of it matters because we share a common love of the music um but i would have been disappointed if i'd gone to that and they were knocking phones out of people's hands and the the, the announcement of the no filming at a fucking fan expo of when they're herding people into a super spread or holding cell while Vinny's noodling away with the door shut and then letting them in. I understand a big reveal. That's kind of cool. That's you build, you build up anticipation and excitement, uh, but for two and a half hours or something, you know, whatever the, the amount of time it was is irrelevant. And then you let them in and you're shouting over the, the intercom no filming no recording or you'll be ejected and people were ejected from a fan fucking expo where Vinny was the marquee guest to a certain extent i actually think peter chris was the marquee guest once uh he showed up uh on on the announcement but you know even the songs that were done with bruce he Vinny's barely playing again that's like um cruise whatever the fest was that he showed up but yeah. was playing rhythm that was, yeah, that was yeah. even less. He was just like up there like a conductor while Ace is trying his best with a malfunctioning drum machine. You have any you hate drummers now? Yeah, well, they, dr real drummers don't have Milli Vanilli moments where the tapes, the wrong backing tracks played. So that's what I take exception to. When was it? When it was a bait and switch. Because, come on, recreation of the Brazil 83 setlist is a very cool idea. Again, a great concept. And I don't doubt that Neil got vinnied. For a moment, I don't doubt it. And I think there was enough other positivity going on on the weekend to offset it. Um, that the vast majority of people are still satisfied with it, and some actually enjoyed the performance. As strange as it was. Ken? Am I up? <laughs> no. Mm -hmm. um, all right, so... Yeah... Uh, I'm trying try to think. Yeah, when I saw that, and I saw he was doing the just this kind of soloing thing going on, and I thought, you know, what the heck? Just you know, just play some songs. If you can still play any songs, just play something. Um, remnants of or parts of Kiss songs that he was part of, or something. Uh, even his own songs. I, you know, I don't care. Um, yeah, and the other part where, yeah, he is standing on top of the tank, you know, King of the Mountain um, thing. Uh, it just, that's just, that's, that shouldn't have been that way, at least especially when they brought out Bruce and Ace. Uh, he should have come down from on top of his whatever high horse. Perch. Um, so, <laughs> yeah. So. Shame Ace I, didn't I, have his rocket launching guitar with him. We could have shot his ass down. But, Nothing. Yeah, I don't get it, but I'm not, you know, I am not surprised uh, that something went wrong. I really, you know, I kind of expected, you kind of kind of expect it with Vinny. There's something going to happen or not happen. Um, and, uh, yeah, I just don't get it. And then, yeah, the, the filming and the not being the film. I mean, it's like, come on, that's so stupid in this day and age really stupid it's it's 2022 and everyone has a everyone has a a, a video device in their hand that's shoot video at all times i mean yeah, what, exactly. what, do you, what do you expect if if you don't want that well then don't do anything 
because you're at a fan expo for, like Julian said, you're at a fan expo for the fans, and you're literally kicking fans out. That's that's wild to me. Yeah. Yeah. Let's move on Honest, to a guitarist. Move on. Yeah. yeah, so honestly, I decided that I was going to sit down and listen to the entirety. There was a, there was a somebody filmed 42 minutes of this, so it was a lot of... Jason did. Yeah. Not yeah. And I just I just couldn't believe what I was hearing. I mean, obviously Vinny can play lead guitar. Okay, is it to everybody's taste? No. Okay, uh, was it good what he was playing? No. To me, it just sounded like a bunch of complete drivel. It just sounded like when you you get one of those dolls and you pull the string out and let it go and say, it's just it was just absolute nonsense. A lot of it, and. The the fact that so many people stayed to watch that I thought was was absolutely shocking. I mean I, I don't think I could have lasted more than four minutes in that room listening to that. I would have been like, okay, I'm going. Call me when the other guys come on the stage, you know, because it was just unbelievable what he was playing. I mean, a lot of it I was trying to pick out: is he actually playing something that I recognize? I mean, a lot of it I couldn't even make out because because a lot of times. His amp was so loud that when he would hold a note, it would go into this ridiculous feedback all the time. Like, it's like, oh, what, what? Like, no control over his sound at all, this guy. And then you got, you know, Bruce come out, and you have Ace come out, you know, and then Ace, you know, he wasn't too happy with the whole drum machine bit. And I understand. I mean, look, at Ace is old school. He's used to playing with actual people. And stuff like that. He's not really much of a session kind of guitar player. But I'll tell you something: the the drum is th- the drum machine thing is a little bit of a cop out, in my opinion, because I've seen Bruce Kulick at a Kiss convention where he went and talked about revenge, and he came up on stage, him one amp, his guitar, a DAT machine with the backing tracks from Revenge, and he just said, "Give me thirty seconds to just set my volume." Like he, he actually said, he goes, uh, just can you give me 30 seconds to adjust my guitar? Thanks, everybody. And he just like went and played and just dwiddled with it until they set the volume. He's like, okay, let's do this. And then he played Unholy. Absolutely perfect. It sounded incredible. I was like, wow, like this is like so good sounding because obviously he, you know, he prepared ahead of time and, you know, had the backing track set the way he liked it played it through the monitor so he could hear how it would sound in that situation and became used to it and was was prepared for it. I guarantee you, and from what I saw, Bruce's performance was always the best, in my opinion, in that situation, whenever he plays up there. His band performance was great. This, I thought that he was the best of the three on that stage. And, you know, you can do it. You can do these kind of performances with backing tracks and make it sound good. But the fact is, you have to kind of work it out. And to me, I, I, like like you guys said, if this was supposed to be a recreation of the Rio Festival, I don't think anybody in Rio would have stood for that. You know, like 40 minutes of that, there would have been bottles thrown on stage probably like 10 minutes in. Like They would have pulled his freaking arms off and shoved them down his throat. Yeah, exactly. So, and like you guys said, that was a great idea it almost makes me more angered to think that if that was what the original idea was supposed to be and they didn't do that man i would have been 
pissed off too that that didn't happen because I actually really like that Rio show. It's one of my favorite bootleg mm -hmm. concerts I had on VHS for a long time. And, you know, to, to, to rip people off like that, you know, Lonnie made a great point. You know, people are paying money to go to these festivals. They hear that this is, this is what the idea of what Vinny's going to be doing or supposedly doing with this tank stage. And they get up there and they have to hear this, you know. I mean, I think the only thing that saved it was the fact that they did a couple of Kiss songs with, with Bruce and Ace. Otherwise, if it was just strictly Vinny, man, I, I think that, that we would have got a way, way more negative reviews than there were. Yeah. You know, the, the, the way that Creatures Fest kept building and guests kept being added kind of makes you wonder if we did know that um, thing we have a, or, or we have a good inclination at least that things aren't going to go as smoothly as we would like them to. Yeah, come on. Two of your guests are notoriously fickle. Ace and the pick the songs for Ace's set list is kind of a red flag when you know it's Ace who's then got to learn what's on your mind or a rock and roll hell to perform live with the band uh, and Vinnie Vincent. I'll say this for, for Creatures Fest and, and Neil and everyone involved. The tank looked majestic. For sure. The absolutely stunning. And I one person asked, why why the fuck's he up there? You know, still up there. And he just stayed there the whole time. And I'm like, well, they took the ladder away so that he couldn't run off. He, he was stuck <laughs> up there. So, so, so he was, he was freaking playing. But it was ludicrous. For his part, I kind of get it. The pyro messiah it kind of plays in with the, you know everything all the hyperbole but it was a disaster and there's really no other way to spin it is that what he's been doing in nashville because then i i haven't been missing anything but w what about these reports of oh he played 14 songs he could barely get through deuce and cold gin mm -hmm. um yeah really yeah, he's playing shoot, uh, shoot You Full of Love. He's playing Boys Gonna... Man, if he was doing some of the intro, Boys are Gonna Rock, you know, just going through some of the riffs from his songs, even throwing in some metal tech, um, which metal tech is him playing and doing that, but it's got form. It's got structure. He, It's got a drum machine that he knows is what the drum machine's doing. You know, mm -hmm. V-Meister and Vinny go well together when it when it's working. So being up there, as Mark already said about a guitarist and a drum machine, isn't a bad thing. But what he was doing, I mean, it, it, was, it wasn't even like fusion or speedball. Maybe it was uh, to a certain extent. Uh, and that's the problem that, that that's not even, you know, that's not even jazz. And jazz gets pretty wild at times. Um, it was just an electric cacophony. So, again, if he's doing that in Nashville and people are paying whatever they have to pay now, uh, the cat's out of the bag. That's it. It's all out. 42 minutes. Film, you know, Jason's like eight foot nine, so no one's going to come and tell him to take his, you know, stop recording. Um, he just looks down at you. Who are you talking to, Tiny? Um, it's out there. People have seen it and heard it. They can judge with their own ears whether they think it's worth it. And if Vinny pulled that on Neil at the very last moment, I, my other question would be, 
what leverage did you keep against Vinny to keep him from pulling any of his tricks? Because everyone knows that Vinny has to be levered into delivering anything that he said he's going to deliver. Did he sign the posters for the, this event? Because he sure as fuck didn't the last time he did uh, an appearance. Um, let's move on. Let's get back to Peter Chris. Go back to a happy place. Sister's Doll. Uh, the performance with the boys again. He loves those boys. People, people don't get it. That's a young band. And he's an elder. He's he's got a job to do with the next generation or a couple generations uh, coming up. He gets on stage with them and does what hooked on rock and roll. Uh, no, uh, don't you matter to me? Pardon me. Mm-hmm. And words has a great senior moment when he can't find his clappers. Where the fuck are my clappers? They're in your pocket, Peter. <laughs> oh, yeah, he laughed that off really well. Uh, it was a great moment, you know. Just, again. People getting to hear those songs that I gaga about in New York City is a good thing. Mark, back to you on that. Yeah, I, I thought that that was good, too. Um, I enjoyed watching that. Uh, again, I think you brought up a really good point. You can tell when he's on stage with them that they highly respect him. Like, the introduction they gave him even to come up on stage was pretty nice, you know? And you you, you got to think that because of that, Peter continues to help them out whenever he has a chance to do it. And because he, he can feel the respect, he can feel the love from them. Right. So, and and I think it's a good, it's a good thing for them. You know, they're an up and coming band. They're working on building a fan base. And, you know, if you can get some kiss fans on board because you have Peter coming up, then that's great. You know, I mean, I think it's, it's a win win, you know, because this way Peter can perform some of his songs that he doesn't have a chance to maybe perform very often. And they're over the moon playing it with them. You can tell how much they were enjoying playing with him. So I, I think it was a great, great situation. I, I think that he uh, shows that he's willing to guide, you know, the next, you know, generations of musicians a bit on what to do. And maybe, you know, who knows what he t- even tells them backstage. Maybe he's giving them lots of tips on what to avoid and what to look out for. And, you know, don't sign this or don't do, you know what I mean? Like there's lots of things Peter, Chris can teach a young band coming up. And I think that's important that, you know, if he's mentoring them, again, hats off to Peter. Yeah, they're living the dream. They also rehearsed, well, you know, with New York and then, um, you know, rehearsals for New York and then coming out here and doing the same songs. So they worked hard. Lonnie, your thoughts on uh, his uh, final appearance with uh, them? I I, I thought it was great. It's just just great to see him out and happy and, and, you know, just just seeing him. I mean, he's he's almost like the lost member of Kiss at times. He's you no, know, he's the original member, and I and I know he does things from time to time. But you know, just just to see him out and happy and and doing things and just looking like he's enjoying life and he's very at peace. This, you know, it, it's the more at peace of Peter Chris I think than we've ever seen, ever. You know, I, I you can just you can. You, you, you can't hide it, you know, when, when, you, when you go to work and you're in a bad mood, your coworkers know it, you know, or you come home from work and you have a crappy day, your spouse knows it. But what, it, and so that being said, people also know you're in a good mood and that's what's coming off of him. And, it, and it's so refreshing to see. And, and, and it makes me happy to know that he's in a good place and, and, you know, is 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 very happy in life. So just just seeing this footage of him over the last few days has has been great for me. You know, to 
just just to see them and, and know that you know and and again um that that's that's why i wish i would have went because but i would have been at the same time i, I would have been really upset had i gone and, and seen some of these other um events transpire in nashville this last weekend i, I mean i, I going to be, going up up east wasn't an option for me but um just seeing him that would have would have really been cool so but but like what mark's showing you can tell he's just he's just he's just a happy guy and that's great yeah well he's on fire today with his observations Pretty good. <laughs> I'm, glad, I'm glad you're on the show. He's feeling it. Yeah. So I'm not yelling either, so let's go. <laughs> yeah, not yet. Uh, let's talk about, you know, the meet and greets. Um, I, again, we come mm. back to Vinny changing the rules during his. Someone texted me his price list. All of a sudden, he, de- he decided that he wasn't going to sign certain things for people. Um, unless they paid, uh, let's see, musical parts, thousand bucks, history books, thousand bucks, guitars, two thousand bucks. He'd do a cell phone picture with you for a hundred. Sweet. Um, baseball, five hundred. Poster, three hundred and fifty. A trading card, two hundred. A record, two hundred. A picture, one hundred. And obviously, some of these are prizes are for additional signatures. You got a certain amount promised to you in the package that you bought, but apparently he did refuse a person um, the one item that they wanted to get signed. Not signing that, pay me extra. Um, where's the organizers? You know, the, the side deals are the side deals. That's mm-hmm. just part and parcel. It happens. Um, go to any expo. You You want something extra signed outside of what you paid for? Most people will make you happy for cash. Uh, that is called life. But mm-hmm. the egregious pricing and bait and switch and the point blank refusal to sign certain items. Um, you know, I, I like to read more on that from more perspectives to be absolutely clear about how it went down. But every story I've heard uh, is pretty ugly. Lonnie. Why the baseball? What? I, I, I don't understand it's, how that even. It, it's become a thing, apparently, to have people sign baseballs. I'd get one by Peter Chris. I would have a baseball from Peter Chris signed any day because of fair baseball. That phrase. <laughs> it, seems, it seems odd to me, but but to each their own, I guess. But I, I saw the $1,000 for him to sign history. And I thought mm-hmm. that that one really got me. Because here he he signed my history in in Atlanta a few years ago when Julian and I went down there, and I was, I was that was one of the bigger reasons why I went is because he's the only one I'm missing from history. I have everybody else: Gene, Paul, Ace, Peter, Bruce, Eric, Tommy. I have everybody else. I need Vinny to sign. He's the only living member that hasn't signed history for me. I, I that's one of the biggest reasons why I went down there, and he did, and I was very happy for it. But and there, I'm sure there were guys like me in line in Nashville who traveled to Nashville for the same reason I traveled to Atlanta is that he's the only one I'm missing in my history book. I got everybody else. I've met Gene. I've met Paul. Well, I've, well, it came signed by Gene Paul and whichever incarnation of the band you got at the time. But I've, I've sought out the other ones, and I need I need Vinny to complete it. Oh, thousand bucks. <laughs> I, I can't I can't imagine had I been standing in line and I found that out and and, and just say you're standing and here are a lot of guys they're standing there with their spouse and there a lot of them are probably guys like me whose wife is just there because this is what you wanted to do this weekend I'm not a big kiss fan but it's a weekend mm-hmm. out of town and I'll go with you 
It's fine. It's still a weekend out of town. It's not my. It's not what I want to do. But it's just a weekend out to, of town. Just wants to drink fireballs with the lunatics. Right. Yeah. So, but I can't imagine being in line, standing there, and they say, "Oh yeah, that book you want to get signed? That's an extra thousand dollars on top of what you've already paid to be here." My wife would have looked at me like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" But you know, and but at the same time, you would have looked back at it like, oh, "Well, we're already here." This is the re- this is one of the biggest reasons why I came. He's kind of got me. And you end up doing it. Total duress. And, and then you and then you walk away from it and you just feel dirty for doing it. Yeah. So I, I can because I can totally see something something in that that scenario I just played out happened to multiple guys in line this weekend. <laughs> Same type of scenario. And like, well, you know, I'm sorry, honey. You know, and their wife probably looked at him. We'll just fucking do it because we're already here, you know. And then here I go dropping a thousand bucks on a signature. That's yeah. crap. Well, I'm I'm very disappointed in one thing with the price list that it didn't have legs and assorted other party parties. <laughs> oh my god! What, what would that cost? What would that cost me now? <laughs> An arm and a leg. Exactly. <laughs> Mark. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I I remember reading that too. I mean, I think I think Lonnie probably read the same long Facebook post from that one guy who was complaining about the lifelong Vinnie Vincent fan who was uh, looking forward to going to see him and then being shocked by the extra money that he wanted for signing stuff. Like he mentioned also the history book that a thousand dollars he wanted for it, and in his posting, I don't know Lonnie if it's the same guy that you read or it's the same thing that you read, but uh. He he said that it broke his heart, but he just couldn't get himself to to pay it. You know, mm. he said he just said it was just too much. And for me personally, I I understand that for somebody like you know Lonnie, who's a big autograph collector guy who gets autographs and stuff like that, that was a no-win situation. But for me, it would have been as simple as to say "fuck you," I'm not I'm not paying that, and I would leave because mm-hmm. I'm not an autograph guy. You know what I mean? To me, I've never been big on autographs. I'm just more like, you know, I don't know. I like just collecting vinyl and cassettes and that kind of stuff. I'm not, I've never been much of an autograph or even a merch person per se. Like I don't have the dolls and stuff like that, except some of those other ones. But, but you know, it's just not in my wheelhouse. But I do feel bad. And it really pissed me off to read, to read that. Like th- these demands that he play, that he placed on people. I mean... If he's so confident that people, you know, I'm Vinnie Vincent, people will pay it, then why didn't you just announce it before it happened? Sure. I think you didn't announce it before because I think a lot of people would have said, fuck this, I'm not paying that, and they wouldn't have lined up and would have spent their time doing other things during Creature Fest instead of waiting for that. Because that that that's terrible, man. I mean, I said it before. I mean, I remember back in the day, where getting somebody to sign something was just a matter of going up to them and say, hey, can you sign this for me? And they would just go, and that's it. Those days are long gone now, right? But, you know, unless you go into the airport and catch them on a good day, like I remember I remember when I went to uh, Nam, I was walking back to the airport and right in front of me was Alice Cooper. And I and I walked up right beside him. I said, hey, Alice, how are you doing? He's like, oh, not too bad. I was like, what you up to? He goes, oh, I'm just going to go back to Arizona to play golf. I go, oh, okay. So we were talking. I could have easily gotten 70 things signed. He was so nice. He was just talking and walking. I didn't bother because I don't, I, like I said, I'm not an autograph guy. 
but you know, if you catch people in those kind of circumstances, you might luck out with an autograph. You would have easily have done it. But you know, I think even somebody like Alice would have probably rolled his eyes if he heard that somebody was asking a thousand bucks to sign a book like history. You know what I mean? It's just absolutely unbelievable. And you know, for a lot of these people who are going to these conventions too, they probably have to save up some cash, put it on their credit card to go and do these things. It's not like they had this money just lying around on their coffee table. Yeah, I can go, no problem. You know, it's a lot of people have to prepare for it and go. And I don't know how many people would have honestly had a thousand bucks just burning a hole in their pocket to get stuff like that signed. You know, it's it's just not realistic thinking on his part, in my opinion. Yeah, it, the thing of the people who drove 20 hours, the price of gas, the price of hotels, yeah. the line fares are not cheap now. It's not cheap to be, well, to live at all. You know, no. everyone, everyone's got financial pressures on them in a, in a multitude of ways. And not everyone um, has the means to just do things on a whim like that. But I think, uh, again, I said <clears> the cat's out of the bag. The cat is out of the bag. What does this do for future events where Vinny's the guest? Well, now you know that nothing that is promised may actually happen. And is that him done? I don't know. I, I don't care. I'm sure there's more people who who roll the dice knowing that it's a risk, knowing that any any pick a set list for Ace is a risk or join Carrie for a bikini pool party is a risk. Again, she was sick, so she couldn't make it. But I'm just saying that all all schedules and guests are subject to change at these events is going to be have to be written in very large text and so what can you take on face values actually happening uh you can take the freaking bruce keelick band showing up and playing well rehearsed the full freaking revenge album plus having peter chris guesting on hooked on rock and roll in the middle yeah. of a revenge performance <laughs> that is the most great. amazing thing ever to throw that in he's on drums he's singing Lonnie, it's the Revenge album. It's Bruce Kulick. Talk about it. Fantastic. You know, I just, I, I love Bruce because he's just the card carrying member for my favorite era of the band. And, and I think the Revenge era is his favorite era of the 12 years he was in. Because I think, I think he loves the way he played on that album. He finally, I think, felt more of a full fledged, I think he finally felt like a full fledged member of the band by that point. Um, and was, and I think he was given more leash at that, by that point, finally, you know, cause I mean, I mean, hot in the shade, excuse me, you know, it's demos and there really wasn't a whole lot of featuring of Bruce Kulik on, on hot in the shade and, you know, crazy nights is what it is. But I think by the time you get to revenge, you know, Bruce is really, you know, just a card carrying member of the band and, and it's his favorite era that he was in and, you know, just going up there and playing revenge. I mean, damn, that's so cool. You know, again, there there are moments that make me wish like nah, I really wish I would have went, but you know, and and that's one of them right there. And then Peter Chris jumping up with him, I mean, no no one was no one's expecting that. You know, no, I mean, it's cool as we're sitting here watching this, and then all of a sudden, here's Peter. Chris. Oh, by the way, here's Peter Chris. Like your mind blows up. You know what I mean? So fantastic, absolutely love it. Can't, I mean, can't get enough of that kind of stuff. Yeah, in between spit and God gave rock and roll to you, so hooked on rock and roll, and they wrapped up the set with some, uh, you know, some fun cuts. Uh, Sword and Stone, Tears Are Falling, Crazy Crazy Nights, and Turn on the Night. Yeah, I think Revenge was a, a band of four members firing on all cylinders with a mission again. You know, it was like the Creatures era where there was a mission to prove something rather than just going in and recording an album. 
which can certainly be said for quite a few of those albums throughout the uh, the time. The whole band had a mission, not just Paul Stanley individually, like with Crazy Nights. You know, they they all did. Mark. Yeah. Again, I mean, I really enjoyed Bruce's set. I mean, I watched it from beginning to end, and it was really fantastic. And it was definitely a big surprise to see Peter come up in there. And, you know, sure, while it might have broke up the momentum a little bit of playing the Revenge album, having hooked on rock and roll, it, it, was, a, it was a cool moment, though. I mean, it was something that you didn't expect. Again, the fact that you had Peter go on drums again, I mean, wow, you got you to gotta refer me, Peter, to this doctor of yours, this surgeon, because, man, if he can get you up and running and playing on stage again that quickly, this this must be a fabulous doctor or surgeon here. But, uh, yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. Again, Bruce is very fortunate to have, well, not fortunate. I mean, he's he has, he has a lot of respect in the music business, I think. I think a lot of people, if you're asked to perform and be part of Bruce's band, I think a lot of people would would jump at the chance because he's a professional he doesn't dick around. He he always, you know, plays really well. He takes the music very seriously that he plays. So you want to be in that environment. You know what I mean? There's a lot of people who, you know, make bands and don't take it as seriously as that. I mean, I, I remember hearing lots of stories like that. Like even the guy when I played in Piledriver, before he got the band back again, he was doing some side gigs with the guy from April Wine. Miles, I believe his name is, one of the guys from April Wine. is a Canadian band, pretty popular band. And he was just going up there and, you know, just ordering glass after glass of, like, whiskey and rye and all this stuff. And he was hardly taking it seriously. So, you know, you can be in those situations where you're with a popular person, but they don't take it seriously. And it's just a hell to play with these people. But Bruce is not like that. I can totally tell. I mean, he takes everything seriously. The band loves playing with them. And you can tell the performances are always like spectacular. The crew's performances are always been spectacular. And this was no different. Yep. Bruce, as he, uh, as he alluded to the night prior, uh, what an insane and surreal experience that was with uh, Vinny. But Bruce and his crew were prepared as always. All right, favorite meet and greet photos. We've seen Vinny with the tank, which looked very, very cool for fans to get that photo. Um, Peter Chris on the drums. That, cool. for me, the best meet and greet photo ever, period. That's how you do instruments with the fans <laughs> and a little bit of social distance, like Lonnie mentioned uh, at the beginning. Um, you know, I've had photos with Vinny with a guitar. Awkward. I um, don't know whether that was because of me, Vinny, or the guitar, or all three. Uh, me with Tommy <laughs> with a guitar. Awkward, again, but Peter nailed it. Um, Aces, pretty cool as well, you know, for the most part. And then the Holy Trinity, Obviously, Vinny, Ace, and Bruce with fans. I, I don't know how many of those there were. But which one is your favorite, Mark? Yeah, I think I, I have to go with the Peter one, too. I thought it was a great idea. The whole drum kit there and stuff like that, like that, the way that those photos turned out. Uh, I, I think I think it's a it was a good idea, and I and I think that it's probably going to be my my favorite one. I thought the, the Vinny one was kind of interesting as well, but... I think the the Peter one was my favorite. Yeah, they had a professional photographer. It makes a whole difference versus Atlanta. Lonnie. Yeah, the um, yeah, the the, the funny thing with the tank is really cool. I mean, that, that that is a really cool shot that you could have with Vinnie Vincent with the creature's tank behind you. I, that, that that's pretty pretty substantial, pretty cool. But again, I go back to the Peter thing. I think I think that's 
you know, I have I have a picture with Peter when I met him, and, it, and it's just him and I, you know, just just standing, you know, in front of a plain wall. Exactly, it's, it's not even outer space like like Julian has there, but him him um him behind the kit with you with you with the original drummer and kiss behind the kit going like this with the, with the six that's pretty freaking cool that's definitely my favorite although the Vinny is cool though yeah i was just checking behind me for my photos with peter to see see what there and I'll, oh. I'll hand it to, i'll hand it to creatures fest for not doing obnoxious backgrounds with all the branding all over it which just no. ruins yeah. the, the fan photos for me my taste. Uh, some people like to remember them. They kept the logo in a nice spot. They had a professional. They got a professional photographer and all that. Yeah, I, Peter. Peter wins. Yeah, any day, any day of the week, really. But that's for doing something different. So I think that's going to raise the bar, hopefully, for future events uh, with the meet and greet photos because they are expensive. Uh, but when they're done well, you feel much better about that purchase. All right, Ken agrees with absolutely everything Lonnie said. Oh um, gosh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> But th that's it. Again, we were not there. We have based our comments off what we have seen, our opinions, our biases clearly um, as, as well. But, you know, I think the vast majority of people who have said um, anything have said that the weekend was worthwhile, regardless of these hiccups, because of the mm -hmm. people component. And that is the part that we can't discuss because we weren't there. I had so many texts from people who were there. Why aren't you here? You're missing all the fun. You screwed up, buddy. Uh, you know, <laughs> it really is more than just about the entertainment and the artists. It is, again, communing with friends, getting together with people who you may not have seen in a long time uh, and who knows when the next time will be. And that is what hopefully these events will be about. And hopefully there will be more to come. It'll be interesting to see what happens with Vinny's fantastic, amazing, absolutely incredible new album that was also alluded to. And, uh, you know, maybe he'll find that band that he was rehearsing with, you know. Who knows? Lots more to come, no doubt. Uh, I think Three Sides uh, will be doing their show with Lisa, who attended. So tune into that for a first-hand account, of course. Um, and all the other podcasts, Podcast Rock City, Shout It Out Loudcast. Yeah. Um, you know, th there were podcasts on site streaming. Joe Polo streaming uh, as much as he could live. So thank you, everyone, for the coverage that you provided. Mike Brunn experience. Check out his coverage. Uh, often some of the best video you'll see from these events. You know, and, and just anyone who was there, listen to what they have to say rather than people who are just opining on the music perspective or our thoughts on what we've heard secondhand. All right, that's it for this week. We will be back, I think, next week. I think we've got a guest coming on. Mm. We'll see. Hopefully, hopefully he shows up. Uh, but for now, from from Ken, he, he's right there, really. Um, from Lonnie, Mark, and myself, thank you for your support and for joining us, and we'll see you next time. spending time listening to the KISS FAQ podcast today. All sales are final, there are no refunds. If you'd like, look us up on Facebook or come over to the KISS FAQ message board and discuss the topic we've broadcast today. Don't forget to rate us on iTunes, Spreaker, or wherever you've listened to the show. We hope you'll join us again.